If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. So nice, I'm back to do it twice, and then later on tonight, a third time, and then tomorrow afternoon against Chris Hahn, the aggressive progressive, a fourth time from 3 to 5, and then I finish up the weekend from 9 to 1, scoring the Quinella. That's right, because WABC, the acronym on weekends, means always broadcasting, Curtis, and rightfully so. Because, um, I don't know about you, if you listened to my program last night, we were talking about the weather. We were talking about the driving conditions. We were talking about nonstop deputizing our listeners throughout the tri-state area and beyond to give us input in terms of what was going on in what people have described as a blizzard. A blizzard bomb, a nor'easter. And clearly, it has lived up to its billing throughout the tri-state area. I mean, you look at it, Central Park, there's at least a foot of snow. Soon there'll be 40-mile-per-hour winds. Nassau County, they've had two feet. There were whiteout conditions in which uh, the county executive had to pull the plows off the road. Connecticut, 18 inches. The Jersey Shore, two feet with winds just whipping up off the coast. And then actually even Atlantic uh, City. The Atlantic City Expressway, oh, they kept those dozers and plows moving to keep those degenerate gamblers getting to the crap tables, the roulette tables, and losing their moolah schmoolah. And then you look at all those private snow plows that I've seen out there. Uh, I'm not talking about the ones that were subcontracted out to a guy with a Toyota pickup truck. I'm talking about with the handheld ones breaking down everywhere where I've been in Midtown Manhattan. They had to get out courts to 10W40 oil because there was no viscosity at all as temperatures have plunged below freezing. And then I noticed all of a sudden the WD40 oil, the lubricants, you know, in that blue and yellow can, the aerosol can. Because they haven't had a snow like this in a month of Sundays. So I don't know. I was listening to Bo Snurley. I was listening to Larry Kudlow and Steve Moore, who we just followed. You really think on a day like today, those were priority issues? Not. We're talking the weather. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm deputizing all of you right now, wherever you are in the tri-state area and beyond. Last night, we were taking calls from uh, all over the United States, parts of Canada, about the weather conditions that have been crippling in many areas. Feel free to weigh in at one 800 Give us an idea what it's like near where you are. That's one 800 You're our eyes and ears. I'm deputizing all of you to come forward. Put your chest out. This may be the first time you ever talk, called a talk radio station. Look, I lost my front tooth last night while doing this show, and it hurts like hell. But I'm telling you, I'm breaking it out because this is when a station, man and woman's up, when it becomes multi-purpose, when all of a sudden it meets all the needs of the listening community. So feel free to give us a call, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC to let us know what's happened to all of you.
And remember, they expect uh, wind chill factor to feel below 10 degrees. And let me tell you, you're going to see a lot of these streets, if they haven't been brined, if they haven't been salted, if they haven't been plowed, man, it's going to be like an ice skating rink. And it could really get dangerous. Not only the normal ice, the black ice, and everything else that results from that. And you know something? Um, those side streets, they call them, I don't know why they call them tertiary streets. You know, that's like a $5 word. That's like something you would have gotten out of the Encyclopedia Britannica. How about just the smaller side streets? Because that can be a problem as people are digging out their cars or they're shoveling the snow off the sidewalks. They put it right into the streets. And if all of a sudden you don't get a small plow in there and plow that away, all of a sudden that ice is over and then it's double trouble. And then it's double trouble. Let's find out how your county plows are doing. You're paying for that. How the subcontractors are doing. How the New York State uh, Department of Sanitation is doing. The primary remover of snow and ice. Although, obviously, there are a lot of private contractors who are working overtime. And they're charging triple time, platinum time. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And we need to make up. Not only for what happened this morning when well, I, I got to set up a re-education camp, you know, for Bo Snerdly, Larry Kudlow, Steve Moore. You know, maybe take them up to the Catskills. Talk to John Katzmatidis, owner and operator of Red Apple Media, our parent company, owner of the number one news talk station in the nation, WABC. And I'll do seminars. But not only all the talk show hosts and hostesses, because I've been doing this for more than 30 years, I've been in the same situation before. But for all the callers, and I know many of you callers, you're going to call up and say, hey, how you doing, Curtis? Don't do that. Because I'm going to tell you I've had better days. And then some of you can say, thank you for taking my call. Please, don't say that because I've been soliciting you to call. I should be thanking you. And I didn't pick you because I don't know you. And then lastly, don't ever use that hackneyed euphemism. Hey, first time caller, long time listener, because I know you're, you're pulling my, 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 ta- my chain and you're starching my BVDs and my fruit of the loom. 1-800-848-9222. And we got to make up for what happened on a really bad situation three weeks ago. I'm not going to bring it up now. It's like rubbing, uh, well, actually kosher salt in the wounds if you happen to be Jewish or Red Cross salt, if you happen to be Gentile, those are the salts that you put down on the ground so that they don't, like a Pac-Man or Pac-Woman, eat up the asphalt, too. And then all of a sudden, you end up with potholes everywhere, like in Pennsylvania, which has more roads than any other state in the nation. And so, Miami, you notice they're just ripped up. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to John in Brewster. Uh, the hawk is talking out there. What's it like out there, John? I'm going to go to sleep since the last time I talked to you 13 and a half hours ago from Brewster. Oh, you've been uh, up. You've had, uh, you've been catatonic. Yes, John. What happened to John? Hey, uh, hopefully we're not having problems with the icing of the discronificator. That happens whenever the temperatures hit below zero with the 50,000 powerful watts of sound. Uh, you better get our crack uh, head engineer, uh, who's always hanging out at Potter Ping uh, Satin Dolls, which is the strip parlor, uh, famous in the Sopranos, right next to the tower in Lodi, uh, because he's going to have to converge our FM signal out in uh, the Hamptons. 
uh, because that's a, a different coordination. That's a spectrometer that needs to converge with our discronificator. So I'm going to try it again and see if, in fact, we're on board here. So from Brewster to Brooklyn to Brookline in Massachusetts, I mean, I want to make sure that we're getting these calls. So we, we got it, engineer. We got it. We got a phone screen. We got it. Okay. All right. Uh, we think we got it. Although I'm telling you, we better get our chief engineer out of the, doing that lap dance and that brumsky that he's getting at Satin Dolls as we speak. one 800 Let's go to Pat in Yonkers, filled with hills. And I got to believe it's icy there where the uh, hawk is talking, Pat. Yes, hello, Pat. No, no, no. We're having problems here. Let's reconfigure. Let's go. Let's go. It's a major radio show here. It's not amateur hour. It's prime time. Let's get these calls up there. Let's see you rocking. Meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let me give you uh, some of the other details. Uh, when we actually came on board last night, this was the weather report. It said that we were going to have blizzard warnings up from the Jersey Shore and eastern Long Island. I was supposed to make my way down to the Tropicana uh, the casino in Atlantic City, where there is the uh, World Martial Arts Expo taking place. And I was not able to make it because my driver punked out. He didn't even want to take a chance at working down the New Jersey Turnpike, Garden State Parkway, into the Atlantic City Expressway. You know they were going to keep that brined up. They they were going to keep that salted down, even though apparently they've had about three feet of, of snow down there. But the casinos are open and they're still making that money. And in one way, I'm sort of happy because if I'd been down with all those black belts from all over the world, they would have been putting new moves on me, saying, hey, Kurt, what do you think of this? And, oh, you're in the Black Belt Hall of Fame, even though I never earned the black belt. And all of a sudden, I would have had to take in a Bengay bath and swallow some Dome's pills on the way back. Are we ready to try out this uh, technology here? Uh, uh, I'm going to have to crawl up that uh, Tower of Power in Lodi with a uh, blowtorch. And knock the ice down there, which typically will block your ability to speak to me. Let's see if we go to Joe in Long Island. Where the hawk is talking, what's the weather situation out there, Joe? Hey, Curtis, I'm listening 107.1, coming in loud and clear. It's a blizzard out here. Uh, probably got over a foot now. Roads are terrible. It's still coming down. My wife's been checking. They're saying at least till 7 tonight. All right, so you're listening to our sister station, the FM station, WLIR. WLIR, I'm a new listener for about a month, and I every I listen to all day. I can't get anything done. I listen to everybody all morning, all weekend, everybody. I love everybody on the station. Well, this is good. This is good, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. I don't like Chris Hunt. I know him from out here. I listen to him. He's uh, Antifa. I think you should go solo. Don't give him the <laughs> airwaves. Uh, uh, come on, Joe. He's not Antifa. He's just an aggressive progressive. Look, I'm on tomorrow with him from 3 to 5. But right now, Joe, it's still snowing out there, right? Oh, yeah. All right. It's is is the wind. we got another few hours coming down. All right. Is the wind uh, whipping around? Whipping. It's a blizzard. It's the bomb cyclone. Harry. That's right. All right. So it's lived up to its uh, advertising. We can't say it's fear, fright, hysteria, and hype. It's the real deal in the Hamptons. Meantime, have you seen any snow plows? 
they're out on the main roads. They're far and few in between. I'm on the what you call the tertiary road. Yeah, the side streets. Nothing yet. I can't even get out of my driveway. I got a hundred foot. I got my finally got the. I got seven boys. I'm 54. I'm the one out there. Finally got the 18 year old out there to do the shoveling. I'm a heart attack waiting to happen here. But finally get them out. So I'm not even out to the curb yet. To be honest with you, sir. And this is uh, Joe. Uh, you actually were able to convince your 18-year-old son to scrape the barnacles off his backside, stop gaming, and get out there and shovel the snow. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, he wouldn't do leaves for months. Now I got him out there, and uh, I did, finally. And this is a guy who lifts weights all day long, all night long. Now lift weights with his buddies. You can't get him away from the gaming system. Seven of the boys, they're all... Nothing. Who dreamed of that in my life, that I'd be out there? That's right. And now, watch, he's going to want to, uh, you to throw him some coin when he finishes uh, cleaning up the sidewalk. That's what it's about. Uh, he wants to go out with the boys. I've been there. I've done it. I know the deal. You, Yes, sir. That's correct. But all, right. All, right. all right. Well, I appreciate it. You see, we deputized Giuseppe, who was calling. On our FM affiliate, our sister station, WLIR in the Hamptons, where the uh, blizzard bomb is still going strong. Now, should we be talking about, oh, natural gas, the oil, Biden sucks, Trump is great. Think we could spare that for a day because this is the most important story. Nothing else matters. Got to take all these hosts and hostesses uh, into a re-education camp. I don't convince John... Uh, Katsimatidis will rent out maybe the old Concord Hotel in the uh, Jewish Himalayas or Browns or Grossinger's or maybe in the Irish Alps in Sullivan County. You know, I'll conduct a series of seminars. Hey, schmuck putts, when it's bad weather outside, when it's extreme weather, that's all you talk about. And you deputize all of our listeners throughout the tri-state area and beyond because nothing else is important at this particular moment. Let's go to Pat in Yonkers as we try to reconnect with you. Yeah, uh, Pat. You know, with all the with all the hills there, I got to imagine you're lost in Yonkers with all the ice, the snow, and the sleet. Hello. Yes, hello. I'm sorry. I thought I thought I lost you. No, it's great. I look out the window. It looks fabulous. Wow. I, it's a change, anyway, and Curtis. I, no, you no, know. No, no, hold on a second, Pat. I've been up in Nodine Hill. I've been up and down and all around, uh, going down towards Getty Square. Those hills can be treacherous. When it snows and there's ice, have have they cleaned it up yet? I'm not up that far. Oh, okay. So I'm off McLean Avenue. Oh, okay. But I just want to call and compliment you. You had a phenomenal show last night. It was great. In fact, I stayed up all night, and I usually don't do that. Well, you see, that's my job, Pat. My job is to get everybody to spend the entire wee hours of the morning listening so they're stangad the rest of the day. And then you begin the process all over tonight when I come back to you at 12 midnight to 6 in the morning, Pat. Tell me, did you get your tooth fixed? No. My tooth is out. It hurt like hell. I figured I'd try crazy glue. Uh, I couldn't even shoplift it at the Dwayne Reed because there was nothing left in Dwayne Reed. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got my I got my brag bag. I, I call it brag bags now, you know, where you go in and right. you just shoplift, courtesy of the oh district God. attorney, Alvin Bragg. You say, look, don't bother me. I got my brag bag here. Hey, listen, you are fabulous. Were you around when, you know, Giuliani was with you, the 
your group running around and of doing course. things when he was in office. Of course, Pat, 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 where have you been, Pat? McLean, you see McLean is right on the border with Yonkers and Woodlawn, which is Little Dublin. I bet you they're having problems there. Oh, every time I've been in uh, Woodlawn uh, near the cemetery, the cemetery is like incredible. It's like a museum. It's like mausoleums that are the size of southern plantations. A lot of people know that. But, oh, boy, the double trouble up there when it snows and then that snow becomes ice and sleet. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Ernie who's calling from Long Island where the hawk is talking. Uh, how's the weather situation hey. out there, Ernie? Awesome. I've been outside for about an hour and a half, snow blowing the whole driveway. I love this weather. I wait all year for this weather. Ah. Uh, the plows came by around 530 this morning. And, uh, you know, uh, we got about a, maybe a little over a foot out here. But, now, now, what town? What town? Uh, what, town uh, what town are you in? Lindenhurst. Okay, Lindenhurst. Okay, Lindenhurst. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, I saw one of your angel buddies in Amityville yesterday. I gave him the horn and the high five. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, we're, we're out there. We're lost in Amityville. We're trying to find the Amityville House of Horrors, as you know. <laughs> yeah, so it's great hearing your voice on here, you know? Oh, you got it. You got it. And thank you yeah. for being eyes and ears for WABC. We are deputizing all of you. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. There are no other stories. They can compare with what has been uh, thrust out there to all of you, whether it's fear, fright, hysteria, or hype about this blizzard warning, the blizzard bomb, the nor'easter, or did it turn out hmm, to be overhyped? That's why we go round the table. And we go on into Pennsylvania and Massachusetts and Connecticut and New Hampshire and Maine. We're getting calls from all throughout the Northeast Corridor because this is the story that impacts everybody. You might hate Trump, right? This impacts you. Uh, you might hate Biden. This impacts you. Uh, you might be Ill, uh, apolitical. This impacts you. This extreme weather impacts everybody. And this is your place to be WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Well, you get to rate all your officials from Murphy, half in the bag in New Jersey, who yesterday at 5 o'clock declared a statewide emergency and said to all of you knuckleheads, how could you reelect him? You had Citarelli, you were so close, and yet you dissed him. You went for, just like Corazine, an alumni from Goldmine Sachs, and he called all of you knuckleheads, told you to stay inside, and only if you were essential workers were you to hit the streets. Brand new mayor Eric Adams has been out there surveying the Department of Sanitation and the work they've done. I've uh, surveyed Midtown. Uh, they've yet to put the plows through here. they really got to get it done before it really starts to uh, feel like 10 degrees below zero. And then this snow and this sleet and this ice will definitely become an ice pond. 
and it can make it treacherous. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll get through here. And I also popped into the nearby E-Train, the moving hotel for the homeless and the emotionally disturbed. It's packed. And the reason they choose that line out of all the lines is it's the only subway line that actually rides from the World Trade Center to Jamaica Station. And it's all underground. And Jamaica Station has the bathroom and there's food served there. So believe it or not, that's how they get their food because people on their way to JFK or or if they're lingering there to catch the LIRR, they dump whatever they don't eat in the cans. It's really sad to see them have to go through trash cans in order to eat. But it's packed down there in the subways with the homeless and emotionally disturbed as they try to avoid the inclement weather. Would have been a perfect time for the mayor to sign an executive order because it is below freezing. It is a national weather emergency that you could say within the city is a danger to people's health. And you could have forcibly removed people from the subways and either taken them to uh, a shelter uh, or if they were emotionally disturbed for a psychiatric observation. Could have been in uh, Elmhurst in Queens, Kings County in Brooklyn, uh, Staten Island Psychiatric, uh, actually uh, Jacoby in the Bronx or Bellevue right here in Manhattan. But they're not doing it. They're not doing it. Anyway, let's go to the phones, and we've deputized all of you to be our eyes and ears out there. We don't need correspondents out there tethered to some telephone pole. We've got all of you, Julianne, in uh, Long Island uh, where the hawk is talking. Uh, How's the weather out there, Julianne? The weather's nasty, honey. The uh, door in my kitchen, I can't open it up because there's a drift so high that it just won't give. So I'm going to have to get a shovel, put it through the window, and shovel the snow away from the door so we can open it. Wow. And what town are you in? Suffolk County. Okay. Well, which town in Suffolk? Patchog. Oh, Patchog. Okay. My wife, Nancy, grew up in Bohemia. And oh, okay. That's where I work. Right. And she said there were days there that they'd be snowed in, but they loved it because they would frolic in the snow out there. The snow was clean in Suffolk. As opposed to here in New York City, there with all of the uh, uh, the pollution in the air. By the time it hits the ground, it's no longer white snow; it's gray snow. But it, 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 it's white so far until uh, it starts melting, and then you get mud from certain areas, and then everything starts looking like. Now, as you as you look into your yard there, as you're trying to dig your way out so you can open your door, have you seen any footprints of any deer out there or little critters? A lot of deer in the area. There's a lot. You find. About two weeks ago, I was in the car with my son, and we seen one dead along the road because they crossed the roads, and, and people don't at night. They hit them, and the poor thing was laying there for three days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sad. You know, uh, yesterday uh, I was at um, 86th uh, and Lexington right in front of uh, Best Buy. A pigeon had crashed into a building. I kept it alive for about 20 minutes, and then, unfortunately, uh, it died. And nobody, nobody, I mean, nobody wanted to do anything with the pigeon. A shame. People turned the other way. Uh, you know, there is a problem of pigeon napping going on in New York City. There are people driving around. Uh, trying to bag together. They feed the street pigeons. They they then lure them into a bag, and they take them to Pennsylvania for hunters to shoot them. Well, guess what? I'm going to turn those hunters into the hunted because I'm the pigeon man. Oh, we got Frank Morano who started all of this three weeks ago when he stranded a motorist on I-95 in Virginia. Uh, are, are you ready to apologize for that, Frank Morano? 
Yeah, again, Curtis, I, I'm not sure what I'm expected to do. If somebody's stranded on the highway in Virginia, I mean, I feel bad for them, but I'm not sure. I don't have I don't have emergency services personnel that I can dispatch. You know, I, I can tell people stay away from I-95, and I can provide a lot of compelling entertainment for the motorists that are stuck uh, on that roadway. Beyond that, you know, I, I'm I'm not sure what else I'm to do there. Oh, you're so defensive, Frank, so defensive. We'll deal with you in the next hour. But anyway, you're supposed to be telling us what's happening in Staten, Italy. Well, I know this may come as a surprise to many folks, Curtis, but it's uh, it's actually snowing. Uh, so um, I'm not sure what it's like in the other four boroughs, but there's snow on the ground here. Uh, it appears to be white. It appears to be cold. It appears to be uh, relatively wet. But uh, other than that, it seems to be pretty normal out here. But uh, it looks like there's been about uh, seven inches of snow. And that actually does look like it's about stopped here. Uh, my neighbors are, are all out uh, doing their shoveling now, which is a good indication that uh, that it's shoveled. The liquor stores, most of them in our area, are open, thankfully, uh, living up to their responsibility as essential services. And uh, a lot of people that are, are still looking for uh, groceries, they'll be happy to know that Christides and D'Agostino are still open uh, for people, especially in Manhattan, that need to run out and do some last-minute supplies. But it looks like the worst of the storm is over, although there's the winter storm warning will still be in effect until about 7 p.m. tonight. By the way, Frank, uh, the illegal aliens work in the blocks because they're aggressively uh, shoveling snow, and they do it for a very cheap price. You know, it's funny. They, they don't do it for that cheap of a price. They've actually, they're actually succumbing to inflation. <laughs> the people that are normally um, shoveling people's walkways for $60 for this storm what? because of inflation, what? they have upped that price to $100. What? So, yeah, no, oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, it's really, uh, nobody is safe wait, from wait, the inflation. $100 is still going to be snow on the ground. Let me see if I can get uh, Anthony, Carter, and Hunter to actually do some work uh, so that I don't have to pay so much child support. This is great. Yeah, yeah. Tell everybody to hold off. I got my three sons on the way. Wonderful. Well, there's a lot of business for them out here on Staten Island because uh, a lot of folks don't seem to want to go out in the 19 degree weather and shovel their own walkway. But uh, fortunately, you know, on my block, we have two guys on either side of the street that have snow blowers, and they snow blow the whole block, uh, both sides of the street, which is very nice of them. Well, and uh, you I, know, I will tell well, you this. Uh, when you return next, uh, which is uh, early Monday morning, uh, you'll be blowing a lot of hot air starting at 1 in the morning to uh, 5 in the morning, which is t- typically what Frank does five days a week. By the way, uh, he got a tremendous ratings boost, the best ever, overnights, more than Art Bell, more than Alan B. Combs when he was alive doing overnights. Nobody ever got a better rating, and yet I don't get any credit for the two nights uh, the other side of midnight. I don't get any credit. I see I, I at least get a third of it. Wait till I talk to Frank on uh, Sunday night going into Monday morning. I, I need to get some of that credit. 1-800-848-9222. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Ah, the, oh, the shy lights out of shy town. I remember that day. It was in uh, 1989. And uh, as you know, Chicago always has inclement weather. I was on with Chicago Ed, Eddie Schwartz. He was the man, W-I-N-D. 
And it was like snowing out there. I said, Eddie, do you really want me on? You know, because I know we're doing this campaign, uh, go into uh, Robert Taylor Holmes, and uh, it's rough with the gangs. I said, you know, it's really, no, no, Doc Curtis, it's always bad weather here. Poor guy got fired because he had me on, and he wasn't talking about the weather and the snow. How idiotic is it not to talk about weather and snow when it's emergency and want to talk about whatever it is that's on your mind that could have waited for your next program, huh? Oh, the shy lights. That's right. Pump it up there. Let me get... Uh, uh, yes, yes. That'll that'll calm me down. I had to deal with all the hours this morning listening to everything but information about traffic and weather. So that's why we've got on Lydia Serrani right now. Because she is in, no doubt, Little Albania in Morris Park there. Or, no, where, no, 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 I'm where? in Westchester. Oh, okay. I'm that's where, that's where that's all the, the Albanians go after the break. That's true. That's true. Okay, so <laughs> now, if you're in Yonkers, there's hills galore. It's impossible to go up and down, I have to believe. So where are you yes. in Westchester? I'm right off Central Avenue in Greenberg, right if you pass, like, Scarsdale. Okay. And there's blacktop. There's blacktop now. Right now, Curtis in Westchester County, it's about 14 degrees, and it stopped snowing. Uh, the winds have died down. I would say we have about six to seven inches of snow. We're still under a winter storm warning. It's going on until 7 tonight. And unlike LIRR, Metro North is running, although on a delayed schedule so we're really lucky we're oh, really lucky this uh, could have been a lot worse my husband's shoveling as we speak my daughter is enjoying her hot cocoa after playing in the snow and here we are and thankfully i already went shopping so our fridge is stocked and it's important for everybody to stay inside wow. safe where it's nice this, and warm and not outside where i am incredible you have a husband who's not a couch potato who's actually shoveling snow this is amazing um there, there are women out there who probably want to rent your husband just to shovel snow He's uh, how much? I'm, Victor, how much did you charge per hour to shovel? He's in a he's in a bad mood right now. Oh. He's been shoveling all morning, of and course. the snow is heavy. It's that like dense, heavy snow. Yeah, but, yeah sure. You but you see, you're up near Scarsdale, so that's wealthy snow. As if opposed to if you were down there, the Schlobine projects in Yonkers, that would be considered indigent snow. Oh, well, that's where Mary J. Blige grew up, right? Yes. Wasn't it the Schlobaum Housing Project? Yes, yes, uh, yes. No more. DMX, DMX, okay, remember. Yeah. Rough Riders, DMX. Stop going around. Oh, around God, stop. save it for the shower stall, please. <laughs> later. All right, so uh, you're advising everybody to lock down in their house, right? It's cold. You know what? Um, the only concern now is the temperature. It is still obviously below freezing. It's 14 degrees. So all this slush because of the plows and the salt and the brine it's going to turn over to ice as it gets colder and colder so it could get really slippery out there and icy and i see a car coming down now the road taking it slow and steady so yeah the black ice gotta be careful just because you see the black asphalt does not mean it's not icy i've spun out a few times i'm Uh, on with curtis right now what how much should we charge how much you charging per hour he says that wives would probably like to rent you to shovel this 150 he said 150 i don't know my a hundred and fifty dollars. He's just being—he's being silly. Nobody's going to pay one hundred fifty dollars, Victor. You, you want to bet in Scarsdale? They will. That's they, tipping they money. Oh yeah, God! Do it. He'll oh, do it. He's man. a strapping, strapping man. Woo! All right, I appreciate it. Uh, there we Thank have it. Guys. The Serrani family out there. Uh, yeah. somewhere on Central Avenue, as you move towards Scarsdale. See, this is the way it should be. This is how you do talk radio when there's a weather traffic emergency. 
You have Frank the Mamaluka out there in uh, Staten, Italy. You got the Albanian bad girl on Central Avenue near Scarsdale in Westchester. And you get all your personnel and you tell them, hey, all hands on deck. We want to know what it's like in your neighborhood. That's how you do good talk radio uh, on an inclement weather day. I can't wait to get everybody into a re-education camp up in the Catskills. Anyway, let's go, if we can, down to Trenton, where the hawk is talking. Uh, what's the weather like down there, Chris? It snowing. I have at least eight inches of snow, though, and it's that heavy snow. But it stops snowing. It's got to be at least 30 degrees only, and it's windy, so it's cold. All right, so you don't have, you don't have a foot of snow. Uh, now, who's declaring that snow? Because if you're in the city center of Trenton, it's blood snow. You know, the blood gang controls everything in Trenton. They can have it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how, the plows, have they been coming around? Well, was Quaker Ridge Road plowed? Uh, I didn't hear anything. I, I live a street. I live off the main street. I know they're not. They're not on my street. I can't oh, get my oh, so car out of the we call we call this, and I don't know why they ever came up with this term. Instead of saying a side street or a cul-de-sac, they say the tertiary streets. You know, the tertiary. What the hell is a tertiary, uh, Chris? I don't have a quite the. I don't. I don't have the vocabulary you have, so I don't know. <laughs> but trust me, uh, that's a five-dollar word. Uh, that's like multi-syllabic. Whoever came up with the term tertiary streets instead of just calling it side streets, like Chris and Trenton. <sighs> Let's go to uh, Bill, who's calling from Linden, New Jersey, where the hawk is talking. What's the weather like out there, William? God bless. What's going on, man? Uh, God bless me? What did I do for you? Why are you blessing me with God, huh? Uh, you know what you did for me? What did I do for you? What did I Wait a second. Wait, what did I do for you, William? You secure my streets. You secure my subways. And you secure my hood. You did a fantastic job. And I, God bless. Well, thank you. As for me, I'm a 77-year-old. I'm in Linden, New Jersey. Originally from uh, from Manhattan, then to Brooklyn, then Queens, then Bronx, all over the neighborhood. But I settled down here in New Jersey. Let me let me ask you a question, William. Okay, Go so ahead. you've been around the area. Out of all the places you could have lived, Linden or Frout One and Nine, they got the medical waste uh, uh, plant that burns all the medical waste from the Northeast area right there. New York City, we truck all our garbage there. You know, we load it onto the trains there, so they take it to Western Pennsylvania and West Virginia. You got the, uh, you got uh, all the refineries there. You got the chemical plants there. Why the hell did you pick Linden, New Jersey, William? Schools, schools, the schools in New York. I wouldn't send a dog into. Oh God, I- you're you're that, you're like living in Love Canal. I know. Hey, hey, hey uh, Curtis, I'm yes. 77 years old. Uh-huh. I just come off the street. That's right. I shovel inch by inch, buddy, inch by inch. Wow. All the way around the side of the house, front of the house, the steps, two hours it took me. And it's not bad out there. It's like 19 to 20 degrees. And it's a little tiny. Uh, all right. All right. But what is it? William, you, you, you shoveled your snow, unlike Frank Morano, the gold brick, uh, the deadbeat who wants somebody to shovel the snow for him, and you did it all by yourself. All by myself at 77 years old, sir. Oh, my, no, no, my. This is uh, intense. You don't smoke, you don't drink? No, that's why. You know what? I didn't come out to take them Dones pills, man. That's right, the Dones pills. Let me tell you something. 
It's America's pain reliever, Don's Pills. You don't get addicted to them like Oxys, like Vicodin, like Percocet. That's what they do in the Midwest, my father said, when I had my first aches and pains, of which I've had many. Take the Don's Pills and a Bengay bath. Anyway, our number is 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Michael uh, in New Brunswick where the hawk is talking. What's the weather like your way, Michael? Well, Mr. Sleeva, the snow has stopped. It's only been about five inches here. It's it's not too not too cold out. And the sun actually looks like it wants to come out, but it's not out. But I want to ask you, have you ever done any boxing when you were younger? Yeah, uh, a little bit in the ring, but more in the streets, to be honest with you. You know, uh, and it was never like the Marcus uh, Queensberry rules. It would sort of be like I knocked that guy schnoz down his throat before he knew what hit him. Because I, I can't believe you, 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 you're like the luckiest guy in the world. I mean, after getting shot five times and still living through that, I mean, you're the luckiest guy I know. Yeah, there's no doubt. Michael, and I added to it uh, the other night, I was on a two-hour special on ABC uh, National TV. It was me, it was Sammy the Bull Gravano, and it was John Gotti Jr. And people called me up from all over the country, and they said, now we know why they shot you in 92. Well, no, I, I commend you for for talking about these bad people, but but the thing is, you you're not scared at all. I'm, I'm so scared. I'm just scared. No, no, about. no, no, Michael. The only thing I'm scared of is all my ex wives when they drag me into uh, family court <laughs> and the child support. That's right. That's the that's the only thing that frightens me. Oh, the ex wives. They can be a real pain in the tuchus. Let's go to Lucille in New Jersey, where the hawk is talking. What town do you live in, Lucille? Hi, Curtis. I'm not going to ask you how you're doing because I know the rules. That's a good, good, good. Now, Lucille, what town do you live in in New Jersey? Secaucus. Okay, Secaucus. So, so you're right there near the Frank Frank Lautenberg Station. Uh, what's the uh, What's the uh, snow like there? Well, not too bad, and I don't care. Because I'm looking at a very handsome man on my computer with a red cap and a red jacket and the most handsome face I've ever seen. Lucille, are you flirting with me, Lucille? Yes, I am. And I want to say, Nancy, I'm sorry, but I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you, Lucille? How old am I? Yeah. I'm ageless and weightless. Wow, you know, Lucille, I cannot figure out how young my wife Nancy is. She's a baby boomer. She's, uh, uh, no, she's not a baby boomer. She's a hipster millennial. She's somewhere in her 30s. Do you think it's odd? I've been married to her for more than five years, and I don't know how old she is. Well, she's very smart because a man like you is hard to find. And if you ever don't like her age, you might decide to find someone else. Oh, and I know you'll be waiting for me in Secaucus, Lucille. You see that, Nancy? You got competition. By the way, Nancy was shoveling the snow, you know, and all the cats, all 16 of our rescue cats, were staring at her out the window because they normally don't see snow, and they want to go out there and they want to chase the snow. Ah, boy, Lucille was hot to trot on me. You know, lucky my, my player days are over. Because when you start juggling, oh, that's double trouble. Anyway, let's go to Maureen, who's calling. Uh, what town are you calling from, Maureen? 
I am calling from Putnam County. All right. Now, what's the uh, weather conditions uh, up your way? I have to say I'm very blessed and fortunate because I think we only got like it stopped snowing. And I think we only got like five to seven. Everything's blowing around. And I believe that it's Long Island's turn to get snow. <laughs> yeah, no, they're getting clobbered, no doubt about it. Uh, how do you remove your snow? Because you're up there in really what we call the rural suburban part of New York State. That's where I live. And I'm telling you, my highway department is awesome. Hmm. They they salt, they sand, they plow. They're very good up here. Wow, that's amazing because generally, Maureen, it's the house of patronage. All these uh, <laughs> all these counties, <laughs> it's one big patronage mill. Anyway, our number is 1-800-848-9222. Uh, we've got our personnel all hands on deck here at WABC in this snow and weather emergency. We're depending on all of you. We're deputizing all of you, no matter where you are, to tell us what the weather conditions are like. That's the way you do talk radio during a weather and traffic emergency. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. It's a family affair. It's a That's family what we have here at WABC, a family affair. All hands on deck, all of the personnel, no matter where they live in the tri-state area and beyond. The uh, cat signal has gone out from John Katsimatidis, and he said, if you're available, please call in. Give us an update on this weather and traffic emergency that some have described, some of our callers, as a blizzard bomb, especially out in the Hamptons in Suffolk County and along the south shore there. Or uh, it's waned. The northeaster has waned, as you heard, in uh, uh, Staten, Italy uh, and in parts of New Jersey. Uh, but our personnel will call in, but more importantly, we're deputizing all of you because you got your boots on the ground. You know what's happening in your neck of the woods. In fact, we'll go to one of the five boroughs to see how the sanitation department has handled it. It's Mary in Brooklyn. Uh, your turn to be heard here at WABC, Mary. That's Mary in Brooklyn, please. Mary in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, Curtis, the weather right here is uh, just fine. It stopped snowing. We have about five inches. I'm off of King's Highway and East 16th Street. The uh, Q train is running just fine. People are walking up and down King's Highway, and uh, we really don't ha- seem to be having a snow emergency in this part of Brooklyn off of King's Highway and East 16th Street, and uh, it's just windy. You know why, you know why that is? Uh, not, not far away, born and raised, uh, was Chuck Schumer on Avenue R there. You know, he went to Madison High School. And he declared that you would be a blizzard bomb-free area. Did you know that, Mary? No, I didn't. But um, my apartment building used to be right across the street. Well, it from his when he was a congressman, Schumer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my apartment building is right across the street from where his office was, off of Kings Highway. Yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, he lived on Avenue R at the time. He was a young Huckleberry. His father was an exterminator who unfortunately just recently passed to the hereafter. But calling from the UWS, our own Rita Cosby that you can hear Monday through Fridays from 10 to 12. Rita, are you in the Upper West Side? 
Yes, I am. And by the way, Curtis, since you deputized all of us to be your eyes and ears, I can report the plows. The plows are out. I sound like a tattoo from Fantasy Island. You know, the plane, the plane. I was just out near Columbus Circle there on the west side where flurries are still coming down. It's still really windy. Uh, The roads and sidewalks are literally sheets of ice. I was slip sliding away, and I saw about two fender benders within two minutes. I saw a whole bunch of near misses. Um, and Curtis, all the businesses, I mean, many businesses are closed, but one business, by the way, that is packed, and I know you'll know the answer to this, it was a liquor store near Central Park. It was jam-packed, Curtis. Uh, I'm not sure if they were getting Boone's Farm for like two bucks or maybe uh, down per for a couple hundred bucks, but I predict there will be many more babies born nine months from now <laughs> based on the people I saw. And also, um, snow is still coming down, as I mentioned. It's about 18 degrees out, uh, about 7 to 11 inches of snow. And also, Central Park looks like a winter wonderland. It's beautiful, Curtis, and the kids are like all slip sliding. They're on their sleds. Um, and on a personal note, Curtis, this is one of the first times that I have been happy to have a mask mandate date because I had about two or three masks on. So did everybody else, but it kept me lots, very warm, nice and <laughs> snug. That was good. And I just want to uh, say also, Curtis, on a, you know, what a difference 15 hours makes. I was trying to think since I last saw you there at WABC when I was wrapping up my show, you were just about to come on. Um, and I lost two KN95 masks in a snow pile and you lost a tooth. So I, I, you might have a better story than I do. <laughs> well, I tell you, uh, earlier when uh, Bo Snerdley was on, we heard from Dr. Mikolos out in the Hamptons. Uh, Bo didn't have him on enough time because the guy gives a lot of information. Uh, but yep. he was telling us how in this cold weather, this freezing weather, this uh, snow-like weather, it kills, uh, it kills the COVID-19 virus right out, uh, outside. It's just like, boom, it's like freezes it. It falls right to the ground. That's oh amazing. Then I, I'm like totally, now I'm fine after what I went through. I don't think I'm going to get COVID for 20 years then because I, I was like an icicle outside, Curtis. Yeah, yeah. it's a shame that uh, all the businesses had to close because they've been having a hard time to begin with. And you look at all those uh, restaurant shacks out in the street, there's nobody going to be going into those shacks tonight. Did not, I can guarantee you that. Yeah, who is going to want to sit out there? Although maybe some of the people from the liquor store may not realize that that's not an extension of the liquor store, and they may sit there. You never know. Well, you know, Rita, it's considered an essential business during the lockdown and pandemic liquor stores. It was, and tonight it was beyond essential. It was the only place, and Curtis, I'm telling you, liquor stores are having a heyday. I'm happy to see at least one business is thriving at this time. Well, thank you, Rita Cosby from the Upper West Side. So now we've covered it. Scarsdale and Westchester with the Albanian bad girl, Lydia Serrani, her family. Frank Morano, the gold blick, uh, the slacker who's uh, not been shoveling any snow in the south end of Staten, Italy. And Rita Cosby in my neck of the woods and also uh, Sid Rosenberg's neck of the woods, although he claims he's going to be leaving real soon. <laughs> he just had a, a cop, off-duty cop at Dwayne Reed shoot one of the guys with the brag bag who wanted to go loot the store, Dwayne Reed. And he was fighting another guy to do it, so he stuck the other guy with a knife. Uh, and Sid said, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Well, I, I'm going to improve. I'm not going to move. But it gives you a sort of panoply of what it's like. As we call upon our family of WABC personnel and contributors to give a call in in the next hour, 
And we continue to deputize all of you because you're our eyes and ears for the only story that's taking place today, the aftermath of what is a weather emergency still for some out in the uh, south shore of uh, uh, Long Island and obviously the Hamptons where our FM affiliate is being listened to very intently, WLIR. And let me tell you, when we come back, this all started three weeks ago with the Mamalooch, the Mamalooch of Frank Morano. It's disappointing to me, and that's why I had to prove that we were going to man up and woman up today, and we were going to be ready for what they said was the Nor'easter, the blizzard, and the blizzard bomb. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Retired. I hate Tom Brady and his former coach in New England, Belichick. You know what we're going to find out now, ladies and gentlemen, why uh, Tom Brady for all these years had his own private physician with his own private little illegal black bag always at the ready. Never investigated by the NFL, never investigated by the New England Patriots or his new team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because they didn't care how he was getting juiced. Huh? I predict. I don't know that to be a fact, but I do know that every time people started to get close to his, quote, private physician, the man with the black bag, it was hands off. Oh, I'm so happy. Tom Brady. Gone. 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 I hate Tom Brady, I hated the Brady Bunch when he led them in New England with his coach, Belichick. Anyway, our numbers, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. I have deputized our entire audience throughout the tri-state area and beyond to be our eyes and ears, to be our boots on the ground. You're our meteorologists. You're our weather guys and gals. You're our traffic advisors, in addition to some of our family members and uh, those who uh, provide here at WABC each and every day. The number one news talk station in the nation calling up from wherever they may be. We heard in that first hour from Frank uh, Morano, the Mongolooch, uh, out in uh, Staten, Italy, South Shore. Uh, we heard from Lydia Serrani, the Albanian bad girl, her family on Central Avenue right near Scarsdale in Westchester. And we heard from Rita Cosby in the Upper West Side, uh, my hood and Sid Rosenberg's hood, but he's moving out real quick, he said. He's out of there. Uh, and it's great. And I expect to hear from others who contribute here on a regular basis at WABC. It's all hands on deck. They declared it a weather emergency. They said it was going to be, uh, well, and I don't call it a tsunami. They said it was going to be a blizzard, a blizzard bomb, a nor'easter. And it did live up to a lot of that. But in some places, not so much. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. And the reason I went so whole hog, and forgive me, those of you who uh, don't eat the swine, but the reason I went all whole hog into this is I felt we had to make amends. We at WABC had been a dollar short in a day late three weeks ago. You may have remembered. 
It was an intense 24-hour day on I-95 in the state of Lovers, Virginians, and it wasn't just uh, those uh, rebels who fly the stars and bars of flag of treason, uh, but a lot of former New Yorkers and those from Jersey and Connecticut, Pennsylvania, who moved down there, like they're moving into North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, and parts unknown. I felt that we had a personal responsibility to assist all of those men and women who were stranded for 24 hours in gridlock. Remember that on I-95, the ice, the snow, the sleet, the 18-wheel tractor trailers that had jackknifed? Traffic didn't move. Didn't move. And remember, the snow was dropping two inches an hour three weeks ago. And the first call put into WABC seeking help, an SOS call, Came into the overnight show, The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano, by the way, who has uh, just scored the highest rating of any overnight show in the history of WABC since we flipped from uh, spinning stacks of wax to talk radio. Did even better than Art Bell, that loony kazuni from Parts Unknown, who was number one, second to none. Alan B. Combs, who we all miss and adore, did great overnight radio. Red Eye Radio, it sucked. Cumulus put that damn show on overnight, a trucker show. We're all from Dallas here, and you know we got a blown, uh, we got a blown tie here. Rubber ducky, one, two, three. God, the worst program. I apologize for the years you had to put up with that. Ike and Mike there, who never disagreed on anything, they agreed on everything. Thank God we got away from Cumulus and John Katsimatidis of Red Apple Media rescued us. Uh, and turned the uh, WABC in, back into the number one news talk station in the nation. Although I think I deserve a little bit of the credit for that. I mean, let's face it. I've been doing the other side of midnight on the weekends. And as a caller pointed out late last night, he said, you know, that's 34% of the other side of midnight throughout the week. So if Frank, who has earned it the hard way, has really done a great job, but I think I earn a little bit of that. I mean, that's fair, right? One third of it. But no, 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 Frank, he won't even give me progresso breadcrumbs. He said, no, 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 we're just counting Monday through Friday. So, oh, the chutzpah of this guy. But anyway, it was three weeks ago. We were counting on Frank Morano. We were counting on the crew here overnight from one to five, Monday through Fridays. And then listen what Frank Morano had to say in the middle of that snow emergency, the worst yet in the nation this year. Don't call your friends. Don't call your family. Don't call emergency services. If you're stuck in whether it's traffic or whether you're stuck there for 27 hours, like Senator Tim Kaine was, call me right away. I want to be your first call, and I will will dispatch Molly, and hopefully she'll be able to get you out of there. All right? So let's make that very, very clear. Now, the first call, you know, he, he announced everybody was stranded on I-95. Call me, Frank Morano, because late at night you can be heard in 38 states, parts of Canada, little sliver of Europe, and in the Bermuda Triangle before sailors go down to Davy Jones's locker. So you can be heard there. So finally, somebody called from there who was stranded because they couldn't move. This guy happens to have been a Pulitzer Prize-winning writer who lives in Greenwich, Connecticut, the gated community. When you take the New England Thruway, you n- nobody can just exit there. You know, you have a select man there in a lime green jacket and slacks who basically uh, profiles you before they let you in. Pulitzer Prize winning author. 
Listen, listen. But, but Dave, he, here's what I don't understand. Let, let's say we find out what's causing the the issue on the highway on I-95 there. What good does that do you if you're still stuck there? Let's say we find out it's a tractor trailer that's jackknife and there's all sorts of snow. If you're still stuck there, what good does that knowledge now do you? Well, we'd like to find out uh, how much longer we have to wait and – well, you run out of gas, so you, run, you know, food. I have a dog. Well, that's fa- okay. Well, that's fair. I, I didn't know there was a dog. Attack. I'm going to put you on hold. And he did nothing. This guy called me up weeks later. He was up in Vermont. He was attending a, a lecture. He's a world-renowned Pulitzer Prize-winning author who lives in Greenwich, Connecticut. And he said, you know, Frank Morano left me hanging. And I swore to all of you out there, we would never do that again. Never. We would be the place to go whenever you have an emergency, whenever it's a weather emergency, a traffic emergency, whether it was the blizzard warnings, the blizzard bomb, or the northeast. You see, we're making up for Frank Morano's faux pas. Well, on that night, when the whole world was listening, never again, never again. Now, he's learning. He's learning. Yeah, yeah, you know, he doesn't have 30 years like I have. You know, he doesn't really know I-95 down there. I could have put in a call to the Richmond Guardian Angels, which weren't too far away. But, oh, Frank, he, you know, he, he said he would handle it, right? You heard him. He did Ugas. He did Bupkis. But then again, the rest of our staff, not really used to this. But let me tell you something. We manned and womaned up this time. I really want to applaud everybody who contributed today. Frank Morano in Staten Island, Lydia Serrani in Westchester with her family, and Rita Cosby in the Upper West Side. I heard Sid Rosenberg earlier today on the Upper West Side. He was calling in to Larry Kudlow. Uh, he uh, put in his two-cent plane. Uh, so great team effort, great family effort. But we will make up for that stain on the history WABC, when everybody on I-95 was depending on us. We sold them wolf tickets. You know what wolf tickets mean? If anybody else uh, knows that out there, give a call to 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Dennis in Pennsylvania where the hawk is talking. Uh, Where in Pennsylvania do you live, Dennis? We're in Dingman, Surrey. We're about 10 miles south of uh, Milford. Wow, Dingman's Ferry. I know that well. That's uh, what we call White Landia out there, Dennis. Yeah, yes. Well, the town of Milfish totally shut down. The gas, the whole town lost all their gas, their natural gas line for two days. And the people of Pennsylvania was helping each other more than the government. If the government don't take the credit for it, right, they're not going to report this to anybody. I got to tell you, uh, Dennis, I've spent a lot of time in Pennsylvania. My mother-in-law lives in Pennsylvania, not far from where you are, uh, where there are more deer than people. And uh, I must tell you, people do uh, come to each other's uh, defense and they help one another. You have more roadways in Pennsylvania than I've ever experienced. You've got potholes. You've got asphalt that's been stripped away. When you get hit with uh, ice, Black ice, sleet, snow. Man, it's like an obstacle course for your cars, your SUVs, and your 18-wheel tractor trailers. I need I need to commend you there in the Keystone State, Dennis. Well, I've got three SUVs, four-wheel drive, one pickup, and I don't shovel snow. All I do is put in 
four-wheel drive low, and I ride my around my driveway until I make a pass, and that's it. Because you just keep on going. Now, now, uh, Dennis, there is this one location, and I'm going to challenge my audience geographically because you know there's bear hunting that goes on in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and New York State. I'm sure you hear the shotguns going off, right, Dennis? Well, I hunt them too. Okay, all right. But there is a bridge that connects New York to New Jersey to Pennsylvania. It's where all three uh, uh, states converge. Do you know where that area is? Yes, that's the uh, cement bridge. Yes. And every time, because there's different hunting seasons, you notice the bears, when there's hunting season in New York, they're all migrating across the bridge into uh, Pennsylvania uh, when it's in uh, New Jersey, they migrate to New York. They use that bridge back and forth that sometimes people can't use it because the bears are es- escaping from the hunters. You know, they hit our garbage cans every other week, like a routine. Oh, my God. So that's your reason for shooting, Bambi? They do that in Dingman's Ferry. Better known as White Londia, right there near the Delaware River. That's right. You should go kayaking, and that kayak should turn over. You heard him give an excuse for killing Bambi out there. You see, in hunting season, Bambi could be wearing an orange fluorescent vest. You know, the hunter's half in the bag. Bang! There goes Bambi. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Donald calling from New Jersey. Which town are you in, Donald, and how's the weather there? I'm in Plainsboro, New Jersey, and we had about four inches of snow. And it looks like it's pretty well over. And... Um, Another question, uh, Curtis. Uh, what was the biggest snowstorm you remember in the tri-state area? Oh, oh, I remember. And, in fact, Michael Mbaricic, Rudy Giuliani, who's on Monday through Fridays from 3 to 4, he got hit back-to-back, belly-to-belly, uh, with about a dozen snowstorms. But I think the worst was, uh, I'm trying to remember, January 16th of 1996. It must have been about, like, 20 inches of snow, 25 inches of snow. And, I mean, this is after the city already got racked. This is before global warming and climate change, at least in modern times. Because when I was a kid, Donald, no global warming, no climate change. Uh, If you went to public school, they always closed the public schools. The problem with the parochial schools, the Catholic schools in the 60s, is the nuns lived in the convent. The priests lived in the rectory. You didn't need lay teachers. So the Catholic schools were always open, Donald. Oh, yeah. I uh, went to Catholic schools. So. Right, right. They never had. No, they never said closed with snow, right? Mm-hmm. The public schools, yeah, a little, a few flakes, closed, closed. You'd be listening to WABC in the morning, whether it was Herb Oscar Anderson, the first mayor of uh, the city, or you listen then to Harry Harrison who replaced them. They would do all the school closings, and it would always be the public schools. Never the Catholic schools. Why? Because the nuns live right there on the grounds of the school in the convent. The priests, they're right there in the rectory. They didn't need no lay teachers. Now, try to find a nun, a priest, or a brother. Uh, you got to go on a safari hunt. Oh, and the ones that they have, they're all from foreign countries. They're from Colombia. They're from Brazil. They're from India. They're from Poland. Uh, if they didn't have a map, they'd get lost in their own parish. And then the worst thing, they want to give you marriage counseling, right? Hey, pal, what do you know? You're from Nigeria. You have four wives there. What the hell do you know about marriage counseling here? I'm going to listen to you because you give the sacraments. 
oh, you should have seen some of the arguments that I had. A guy from Lagos. I said, oh, don't they allow you to marry four women? Well, that's the Muslims. Hey, come on. Admit it, right? Did you have four wives? He was schwitzing. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Radio 77 WABC. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Wrong, wrong one, wrong one. Come on, you got me out of sync. Hit 37 there. I need a little Neil Young action here now that he's taking on Joe Rogan. Here, here, yeah, this this is in honor of uh, everybody out there today who was uh, shoveling snow, the 77-year-old codger there in Linden, New Jersey, right? Shoveling snow. And then you had others, but not Frank Morano. No, no, no. Neil Young singing Old Man. Old Man, right? Because we're bricks. We're baby boomers. We know what it was like to shovel snow, to go out there when it was 20 foot of snow. Oh, man, I'm really telling a tall tale, 20 foot of snow out there. Yeah, pump up. Let me hear little Neil Young. Oh, yeah. And Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell now is following Neil Young. They're saying, oofa to Spotify. You got to check. You got to really check Joni Mitchell. She wears a red parade. She loves the Guardian Angels. Go to her website, right? Do a Wikipedia on her. Oh, and by the way, Joni Mitchell had relationships not only with uh, the great Graham Nash, uh, with David Crosby, and obviously with Neil Young, and not Stephen Stills of uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. We're going to be talking about that tonight from 12 midnight to 6 in the morning. But now we're going to flip the script to a young Huckleberry who doesn't even know what the hell I'm talking about here. He wasn't even birthed. He's probably at the statue of uh, Frank Sinatra right in the heart of um, Hoboken, uh, just having uh, wet his whistle and the many gin mills along Washington. Am I right, Luke uh, Lograno? I'm happy you think that highly of me, Curtis. You think I'm that busy on a day like this with, uh, with all that snow on the ground? Well, you know, you're, sometimes you're the traffic guy here, then you're the sports guy, you're a multitasker, but you're in a one-square-mile city dedicated to Frank Sinatra and people getting drunk along, what is that, Washington Street? That's the one, Curtis. I'm lucky enough that I'm far away from it, but that's what they tell me, all the uh, all the people wobbling and can't... Uh, yeah, well, how many, how, how, many, how many people have they had to pick up out of the snow who were pissed drunk? Uh, no drunk yet, Curtis, but right now in Hoboken, we've looked out the window. We've seen quite a couple people uh, on their phones filming TikToks and Instagram stories. A lot of that going on on the roads of Hoboken right now. Wow, that's really disappointing, man. Uh, you know, the, your governor there, right, Murphy, who calls you all knuckleheads, you stunads reelected him over Citarelli. Big mistake. He declared a, a statewide emergency at 5 p.m. last night, which prevented me from going to the World Martial Arts Expo at the Tropicana to match my skills with the other muscle heads there. Why the hell did he declare a statewide emergency? Well, Curtis, the, the snow was coming down pretty heavy, and I'm very surprised that I know you had a lot of challengers uh, for, for the, uh, the Martial Arts Expo over there. I'm sure you were very happy you didn't have any challengers come and ask to take your black belt away, which you don't have. But, yeah, so a lot of snow on the grounds right now. The roads have been a mess. I think I looked out at my window about 30 minutes ago, and it looks drivable for the first time all day. But, yeah, just a, a lot of snow coming down, leaving New York City and coming into Jersey last night. It was much worse here at about 11 p.m. last night than it was in New York City over by Penn Station. But 
Yeah, so it looks like Phil Murphy finally got this one right. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. Uh, you're being saluted by uh, Joe Piscopo. You know, the Frank Sinatra show tomorrow night, 6 to 8, Ramsey Subaru. You know, that's Sinatra land, one square mile. One square mile. Whoa, whoa. What a Weisenheimer, Luke. Anyway, our number is 1-800-848-9222. Our family continues to call in. All of those who work here, who broadcast here, because it's all hands on deck. That's what this station has become. The number one news talk station in the nation because we multitask. When we have to spin, spin at a moment's notice, we can break out. We had a few problems this morning. I'm going to have to uh, take some of my fellow hosts and hostesses to a re-education camp up in the Catskills. You know, we'll start with Bo Snurdly. Uh, Larry Kudlow and uh, Steve Moore, you know, hey, guys, nobody cares what you're talking about. It's all about the weather and the traffic. You're like, uh, I'm, I'm screaming at the radio. Nobody cares this morning. Well, you know, uh, let's look at the GDP. GDP? People are stuck. They're trying to shovel their way out. They don't know what they're going to do. The stores are closed. Oh, you know, the GDP. Yeah. Hey, come on. Anyway, let's go to uh, Tony. Calling from White Plains, uh, how's the weather out there, Tony, in Westchester? Uh, right now in White Plains, it's uh, about, about 10 degrees minus 8 with the wind chill factor. Ooh. We had, uh, with the wind, with the wind uh, we probably got uh, three, three-and-a-half-foot drifts all over the place. So uh, adding to the luster of White Plains because of the white snow. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice analogy. Uh, now, uh, you wanted to talk about the, the year I picked out of the rabbit's hat as having the worst storms, 1996? Uh, yeah, it was 19, 1995 into the 96 season. I've been plowing snow for 60 years. I just retired uh, this past winter. And you're right, the weather and the conditions in those days with the lack of the sophisticated equipment made it brutal for everybody to do their job. But in that year... There were 28, a minimum of 28 plowable snowfalls, uh, and uh, there were a lot more than that. But the worst thing that I remember was it was the first time we realized that it was such a thing as snow depression because you were trying to clean the snow so quickly, and then another storm would come in right after that. We were out plowing for sometimes up to a week at a time. Day and night, trying to keep the the uh, our clients' properties open, even though it was impassable in the streets, it was absolutely brutal. And Tony, remember, there was so much snow they had to haul it off to the Hudson River and dump it in there because there was nowhere to put it uh, on the streets. That's right. But White Plains was very ingenious at the time. They had a snow melting machine located in just outside the center of town. And we didn't have the sophisticated plowing equipment, so they would come down the main drags with bulldozers and uh, front-end loaders, rather, and make a pile. And another front-end loader would load it into the machine, melt it, and it would go right into the storm drain system. Uh, very, very good. Very Well, they created some technology at the time. White Plains is an amazing place. No matter how much snow you get, when the, when the sun comes up in the morning, all the streets are passable. Now, as you as you mentioned, you are in simpatico with me. I picked 1996 because I remember the great job my Kumbadichich Rudy Giuliani did in the sanitation department. 
they were handling it, as you mentioned, like every other day. Every other day, they had to, I mean, massive amounts of snow. Nothing like we have here. This is a, a little spritz in comparison. <laughs> You're right. You're right. But, see, he did it systematically and methodically, and the, the public cooperated. That's why it worked. You can't just get out there with a with a truck and a plow and think you're gonna you're, you're gonna push this stuff around. You're gonna wreck your truck. I heard a lot of reports this morning about I think it from New Jersey where there was trucks strewn all over the road because they never checked their uh, antifreeze. They never had temperatures like this before, so the motors were seizing up. The fluid in the in the lines that operate the uh, plow mechanisms wasn't working. I mean, most of these people, they think they put a plow on a truck and they can, you know, conquer the world. It doesn't work. It's a science. You need a lot of technical knowledge and expertise to operate these trucks. Now, I asked a question at the start of the show here. I asked it last night. Nobody was able to answer it. It's simple to say we're going to plow also not only the main drags, uh, the main uh, thoroughfares, but the side streets, and they come up with this fancy-dancy $5 multisyllabic word, tertiary streets. Who the hell created the word tertiary? It was a politician many years ago who wanted to, uh, you know, they're always reinventing the English language. So somebody, they're always coming up with a new word. And all that, all that meant was the side streets, as you say. Yeah. Well, Tony, I appreciate you sharing. How many total years of snow removal history? I started when I was 10 years old. And uh, I'm Going on 77 now and still out there shoveling. I'm in perfect, fantastic condition. Wow. I, I used I served with the 101st Airborne Division. When I got out of the service, I maintained my physical condition for the last 55 years. And plus, the line of work that I'm in helped a lot. I eat well. I stay well. And thanks to my wife, I go to doctors. I, I, I do what I'm supposed to do. And uh, basically, uh, my body's like a 20-year-old kid, but I don't abuse it. You're like uh, Jack LaLanne, right? No, I, I don't look like that. It's false strength. Mm. It's more determination and discipline from my military days. We used to have a saying, it don't matter. Let me uh, salute you. You, Tony, I want to salute you uh, in your 70s. I want to salute the old-timer there in Linden, New Jersey. I don't know how he survives that with the chemical incineration plant, with the garbage that's trucked there from New York City, with the chemical refineries there, with the Hess refinery. Uh, Let me get a little bit of Neil Young there, because tonight you want to be listening. As I support Neil Young taking on Joe Rogan, that's my generation, 1969, and he's been given tactical air support by Joni Mitchell. Oh, I love Joni Mitchell. Big yellow taxi, parking lot, great song. Go to her page. Go to Wikipedia. You'll see she's wearing a red beret in honor of the Guardian Angels. And then I'm going to talk about Graham Nash, Stephen Stills, David Crosby, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. We're taking on Joe Rogan tonight, 12 midnight to 6 in the morning. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Uh, so what is this, Clapton, right? Yeah, yeah, first yard birds, cream. 
Now he's an anti-vaxxer, so he's probably going to be backing up Joe Rogan tonight when I battle in defense of Neil Young. And the woman who wears a red beret in my honor, just go to her Wikipedia site. Go, you'll see, wearing a, rocking a red beret, Joni Mitchell. I back the Canadians. Neil Young, Canada, Toronto. Joni Mitchell, Canadians. By the way, they're having that massive convoy today in Ottawa, the capital, circling Trudeau Jr. there because he has man- made it mandatory that if you drive a truck in Canada, you must have a vaccine. And apparently there's thousands of them there. We got a lot to talk about tonight. You want to rejoin me 12 midnight after Cousin Brucey, who's on great show from 6 to 10, a real good mood elevator. By the way, we think we know, we found out last night, who actually did a home invasion of Cousin Brucey when he lived in Brooklyn. That's a, you see, those are the kind of calls I get. And then, of course, Tony Orlando without Dawn. I still don't know where Dawn is uh, from 10 to 12. And then it's me. And, boy, we're going to be talking a, a lot of music tonight because music has suddenly inserted itself in this debate on Spotify. Uh, so whether you're... Oh, here you go. Mr. Layla himself. You know, you're uh, Eric Clapton. You're supporting the likes of Joe Rogan. Or Curtis Lee was supporting. That's right. <laughs> my guy, Neil Young. And my gal, Joni Mitchell. You don't want to miss it. Anyway, let's go back to the phones. You're my eyes and ears. We've deputized you to let us know how the weather is, where the hawk is talking out there, because it's below freezing everywhere. Let's go to Manchester. Your turn to be heard, George, on WABC. Yes, hello, George. George going once. George has been iced out, so let's flip the script to Sammy in Howard Beach. Do you live in New Howard Beach or Old Howard Beach, Sammy? New Howard Beach. Okay, I'm sitting up here in my apartment. We did not get uh, plows as we usually do, and I'm watching all the Stunards thinking they're at Daytona. But uh, I got a question. Going back to a former classmate of yours at Brooklyn Prep, he was a former federal prosecutor, Jimmy McGuire. Oh, yeah. He was on the back. What happened with him? Uh, I really don't know. You know, once they kicked me out, Sammy, the Jesuits in my senior year kicked me to the curb. They shined their boots uh, on my backside, and I never looked back. Uh, I was pretty much ostracized by all my classmates because I thought they were going to walk out in solidarity with me because we stood up to the dress code policy, which was wearing jackets and ties. I was a student government president. They left me hanging. So I apologize because, you know, unlike other persons who went to a high school, they generally, you know, they stay in touch with the alumni. Uh, I was ostracized, Sammy. Well, he got in trouble. Well, Sammy's gone. You see, the Gottis probably heard he was talking to me. They didn't like the way I was insulting them the other night. The two-hour special about Sammy the Bull Gravano. Uh, Gotti Jr. and Curtis Lewa. That's right. The three of us going at it. You don't want to miss it. It's on Hulu. I know some of you, you didn't see it on ABC TV. I got calls from around the country where people said, you know, I always wondered why they had you shot and wanted you killed. After hearing you talk for two hours on ABC TV, now I know why they wanted to kill you. Uh, and I haven't changed my vernacular at all. Oh, you get, you don't want to miss it. Get it on Hulu. Anyway, let's go, if we can, to uh, Alan calling from Riverdale, which is really the Bronx, but they never want to be called Riverdale. Right, Alan? Ah, man, what's happening with our uh, board here? Double-check everybody, please, because once again, it seems our discronificator has frozen up. 
at our Tower of Power in Lodi, the 50,000 powerful watts of sound, making us the number one news talk station in the nation. It uh, converges with our FM signal. As you know, our first caller was Joey out there in the Hamptons, who described uh, the effect of what seemed like he called it he called it a uh, blizzard bomb going on out there. Uh, and he was calling from our FM affiliate, uh, which is, uh, again, on the spectrometer. So sometimes when we have people calling on WLIR, the FM station, the spectrometer, it converges and doesn't necessarily flow smoothly with our discronificator, which handles the AM sound. AM is active-minded. FM is freaking morons, feeble-minded, fornicating madly, free marijuana, and Frank Morano. Uh, let's see if we can uh, reconnect with Alan. In fact, our, our head... Uh, our our head engineer actually left Bada Bing uh, and went back to the tower. He was getting a uh, Brumsky and a lap dance. Hey, can you hear me, Alan? No, I think uh, Alan is still. Uh, so let's see what we can do to uh, requantify this. We'll talk it that way. We've had this problem twice now. It is the result of the freezing weather. Let me explain to you. I've been out at the tower. Many of you know where it is. It's next to Satin Dolls, which is the strip joint which was Bada Bing in the Sopranos. It's right next to it. And on a day like today, it freezes at the top. It is the largest tower in all of New York City. Now, obviously, it is not as high as the Empire State Building, which is where a lot of the signals used to be uh, broadcast from, no longer. Uh, they're back at the New World Trade Center site. But when it comes to a pure tower standing on its own, none can compete with WABC. And it's ironic because... It's, uh, it'll be next year, our 100th anniversary, having started in Newark, New Jersey. It will be almost 100 years ago. It was uh, at the Westinghouse factory. They were manufacturing radios, and they said, gee, we don't have enough clients for the radios. Why don't we just open up a radio station? They did. It was called WJC. And then they, uh, in order to broadcast, they had a little pillbox on top. You can almost call it a, a pigeon coop, a chicken coop. And you have to climb a ladder on the side of the factory, and that's how this station got started. And within a year or two, they moved to 34th Street and 6th Avenue, and now you know the rest of the story. Uh, so let's see if we can uh, get on board, and we'll try uh, Discronificator again. Eliminate the FM sound. That means if you're listening to WLIR in the uh, south end of uh, Long Island, you'll hear us. You may not be able to call, though. Let's go to Kathleen calling from Westchester. Where in Westchester are you calling from, Kathleen? Right now, first, I'm in Fleetwood, uh, the Mount Vernon section, looking at Yonkers. Okay. But I wanted to tell you I'm so excited because we, I am a ham radio operator, a.k.a. amateur radio operators, and we do a volunteer sky warn to let people know, just like you say, the real-time weather that's going on, and it ultimately gets processed. And this is a great weekend because it's a, hot, a contest weekend to let people know ham radio still exists. I'm sure you remember what it's about. Yeah, in fact, Kathleen, in the show I did uh, in the wee hours of the morning uh, when the storm was first whipping up, uh, I was talking about how years ago, 1975, the number one story uh, was about the CB radios, truckers using the CB radio. Uh, I think McCall was the guy's name. And how voguish it was, uh, the CB radios and all the terminology used. And then we started talking about ham radios. Uh, we had a gentleman who had called from Columbus, Ohio, 
who was a ham radio operator who happened to be listening to us on a 1937 radio that he secured from a B-17 U.S. Air Force bomber. And he was explaining to us the idiosyncrasies of ham radio operation, Kathleen. Oh, I wish I had heard it. Well, WECA.org or .app, we have lots of information. We have free classes online so people can learn about the hobby. And it's a good community service to help people in times like this when there's no weather or an electromagnetic pulse or whatever. Yeah, no, no, no. I I, I totally agree. In fact, uh, I uh, had mentioned on the airwaves last night, and I know our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, was listening, as he always does, the other side of midnight, whether it's Frank Morano five nights a week or me on the weekends. uh, And we were talking about converging together. Uh, the people who still do CB radios, that's a sizable number out there, not just truckers, uh, and ham radio operators, uh, and pooling together the huge interest that people have in radio because uh, those prognosticators, especially uh, your generation, you hipsters, you millennials, you Nordwells, you 20-year-olds, uh, oh, radio, what's radio? AM, is that the time you wake up in the morning? No. It's active-minded. Well, we're going to work on this. We're going to work on this. I'm telling you. Anyway, let's go to the phones. Uh, If we can, it is, in fact, Gary. Calling from Pennsylvania, the Keystone State. What's the weather like and what town are you calling from, Gary? Ah, here he is. We're having problems again. Uh, let's, uh, go to Judy in Westchester. We seem to be having luck with the discronificator in Westchester and not so much, uh, down the Jersey shore and not so much towards Pennsylvania. It's your turn to be heard here on WABC, Judy. No, 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 it's not. Uh, uh, so I tell you what, I tell you what, let's get uh, rid of the calls here because I don't want to knock myself out and keep going to calls that are not coming up here. Get there, the man, the head engineer, get him out of Bada Bing, uh, where he's getting a lap dance and a Brunsky, and tell him to get up the tower. It's a professional radio station here, you know. I'm pro. I, this is pro style. We got to get with it. And we were on such a roll. And all of a sudden, boom. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, you know what I'm talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. And... uh let me give you an idea of what we're going to be talking about tonight if uh, you're happening, because you really want to be listening tonight. I'm really ginning it up because we're going to be talking about the whole controversy between the vaxxers and uh, those who are anti-vaxxers that has really hit uh, the entire community, the entire community of uh, those who uh, use creative license. So forget the phone calls, just uh, delete them, uh, put it together. You got hours to put it together. And let me do an update because it was the sixth anniversary. Sixth anniversary the other morning of the show that is the number one morning show now and really drives us forward and has to the number one news talk station in the nation. And I got to really tell you the story because a lot of people don't know it. And look. Sid Rosenberg, he can tell the story his way. Bernard McGurk, who is recovering from uh, stage four prostate cancer. Look, I've had that in 2012. It's a a tough ordeal, but he's really beginning to manage it well. And as you can see, he's broadcasting from his home. Uh, But I need to really salute uh, what has been the show that has driven us us forward. Obviously, our owner-operator, John and Margot Katsimatidis, 
have given us the license, the ability to once again recover the glory, the dignity, the pride of being the number one news talk station in the nation. And we are. We are. As I announced, Frank Murano scored an incredible rating point, the largest ever overnight since we uh, switched from uh, spinning stacks of wax to talk radio. Better than Art Bell did. And, I mean, that Looney Kazuni from Parts Unknown, he dominated overnight radio. Alan B. Combs, who did overnight radio here at a- ABC, and he did a great job. Even better than Long John Nebel and Candy Jones, who developed the whole concept of theater in the mind when WMCA was the big talker here in the Northeast Corridor. Frank Morano has pulled an extraordinary rating. I claim I deserve to be part of that because ever since I've come on, I'm two Two of the uh, nights, the other side of midnight. By the way, there is a uh, one of those uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young who actually dedicated a song to the other side of midnight. I'm going to play that tonight. See, most people don't even know that. Frank Morano, he doesn't know that. You know, he's an Al Jolson fan. He wouldn't know about Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. He wouldn't know about Graham Nash. He wouldn't know about Stephen Stills. He wouldn't know about Crosby. He wouldn't know about Neil Young. And he wouldn't know about the woman that I am dedicating the program to tonight, Joni Mitchell. If you go on her Wikipedia page, you will see she's wearing a red beret in honor of the guardian angel. No one knows New York better. The founder of the guardian angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Tonight, I take the side of Neil Young and Joni Mitchell versus Joe Rogan in the Spotify battle. But right now, I want to make sure that all of you know the history of WABC. And you need to know the truth. We just celebrated uh, the teamwork of uh, Bernard McGurk and Sid Rosenberg. They were put together six years ago. They had worked very hard with Don Imus over the years. They had their ups, their downs, their all-arounds. You know uh, what happened uh, in 2007, Rutgers University? Uh, They got bounced. Uh, At that time, it was Bernard McGurk and uh, Don Imus for what they said about the Scarlet Knights female basketball team. I thought it was over-the-top, ridiculous, but they got bounced from WFAN, and they were in limbo. And I went out there and... uh, in every way I could, on every TV station, like Lens Lice, I was supporting uh, what Don Imus and Bernard McGurk had said, but they got they got whacked. And many people were saying to me at that time, you know, uh, uh, WABC may come in and uh, actually replace you and Kubi with Don Imus and his crew. Uh, Kubi was saying, nah, it ain't going to happen. And I looked at the analytics, and I looked at their sales, and I looked at their, their demos, and I said, yeah, 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 it's probably going to happen. And after being on the shelf for a year, I'll never forget, their board operator, contributor Lou Ruffino, came in one day to look at the studios at WABC, and I knew it was over. It was over. And it was. And so uh, we all went our separate ways. Ron Kuby was fired. Uh, I ended up being boxed in. They didn't want me to go over to WOR, Women's Only Radio. And I eventually went over to AM 970, The Answer, in uh, Hasbrook Heights, a placebo city. And if I could only get those four years back, that's four years of my life I'll never get back. And eventually returned here to WABC. 
And then there was that moment when there was going to be a mid-morning replacement for the program that we had had that just wasn't working. And so I and others were saying, hey, you know, this is the perfect opportunity for Bernard McGurk and Sid Rosenberg. They've worked so hard with Don Imus. Don Imus was going to continue to do the morning program. Bernie McGurk was going to help him as producer. Sid Rosenberg would continue to contribute, uh, especially with sports. But then they would do two hours on their own. They had earned that right. And Don Imus said no. He said emphatically no. He wanted Mike Lupica, his friend, who's a horrible talk radio host uh, the bit of time he was on the fan, and that was doing sports. But here you had to do more than sports. You had to do political talk, uh, social talk, cultural talk, and he was horrible. But you know how powerful Don Imus was at the time? He was the franchise. He insisted that Mike Lupa could get that opportunity at mid-mornings, and worse yet, Mike Lupica was going to do it from his home in New Canaan, Connecticut. And Craig Schwab, the program director at the time, he was in favor of that. He said, oh, no, 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 it'll be great. He'll come in once a week. I said, he ain't coming in at all. Are you kidding? He's got to come in. And then we did the right thing. And we hired Bernie and Sid. And let me tell you something. What a difference with John Katzmatidis buying uh, this station, turning it around. And with the number one morning show in America, Sid Rosenberg, Bernard McGurk's celebrating their sixth anniversary. Thank you, John, for doing all that. But I felt I had to give tribute where tribute is due. Curtis, are you on? Yes, I'm on. I'm on here, John. What's, what's wrong with the phones again? Uh, well, John, uh, I don't know. It seems uh, you got we got to get uh, the guys uh, up on the tower there knocking the ice off in Lodi, New Jersey, John. I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to work on it. Oh, my God. I just wanted to call in and tell you, your Saturday morning show, which is Friday night, Saturday morning and Sunday morning, you're 40 or 50% above where, uh, the guy you replaced, and you're doing a great job, and you're certainly contributing to the other side of midnight. Uh, overall, Morano's doing a great job. You're doing a great job. And it gives – you know, when we took an advertisement in the New York Post last week, and we advertise the weekend shows that if you have nothing to do, we are your company. Yes. We keep your company, and you stay with us, and you'll find out what's going on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And uh, uh, the, problem, the only problem I have, you keep me up at night now. Yeah, but that's my job, John, is to keep everybody up uh, listening. But I want you to do this. Uh, Frank Morano has done an outstanding job. It's the highest rating we've ever gotten at night in talk radio. And that includes some really uh, great performers in the past at WABC. But don't I deserve two of those days? Come on, John, right? Absolutely, you deserve two of those days. And we want to make this a, a national show, uh, not only 36 states. We want to be able to do it in, in 50 states, plus Canada, plus northern uh, uh, Europe. And, uh, but we've got to talk about the whole country at that point. We've yes. got to talk about the, what's going on in Utah, what's going on in Montana, what's going on all over the place. And, uh, look, New York is our hometown, and we care about it. And uh, WABC took control this morning, and uh, uh, we made sure that everybody knows what's going on in every neighborhood. That's right. And I think that it's part of being a part of the community that – you know what I say to Margo? I say to Margo, Curtis knows – 
every neighborhood, every subway station, uh, and you are the most knowledgeable guy. And uh, I want to commend you, uh, thank Curtis. You, thank I mean, you. Thank you for having me back. But uh, we, I have a mission now. I let your wife, Margot, know they're kidnapping my pigeons in the streets, John. They're kidnapping my pigeons. You know how the pigeons follow me everywhere. I, I need your help. we got to put a stop to this, John. Well, they're trying to get to your uh, subchildren. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, we we got to save those pigeons. Yeah, I'm telling you. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, they're kidnapping pigeons in the streets, and they're smuggling them to Pennsylvania where hunters are shooting them because, you know, they're using them instead of clay pigeons. You know, they're using real pigeons. And, John, I know you and Marco, you're going to assist me in that. They, they, they just they, they got to leave the pigeons alone. I'm the pigeon me, man in New York. Me and Marco love animals. We love Central Park. We yes. love uh, all the animals, cats, dogs, uh, pigeons, even pigeons. Why not? I mean, yes. I almost fired one of my drivers one time uh, when uh, we were going down the street, and there was a pigeon there, and he accelerated instead of decelerating. And I said, why do you want to kill that pigeon for? Well, what's in it for us? Yeah, in fact, and, uh, uh, in fact, last night, uh, John, on my way home, uh, actually the night before, I was at 86 in Lexington. And you know how sometimes the birds, they fly into a building. It was Best Buy. And I nurtured uh, that pigeon who had crashed into the plate glass window. Uh, some of the people were watching me. I couldn't bring it back to life. But, you know, they have a right to live, John. And thanks. Thanks for giving us the opportunity here to broadcast. And thank you for helping me save the pigeons, John. I'll be listening at midnight to 6 a.m. And uh, have a great show tonight. I promise you, you won't get any sleep. You and Margot, I'm going to have you all wired up, John. <laughs>